The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning, and, and happy Mother's Day. How many mothers do we have out, out there? Oh, look at that. How many grandmothers? Nice. Great-grandmothers? Excellent. Godmothers? Excellent. How many children? That trick question. That's all of us. Okay. All right. Well, welcome on, uh, the spe- on your special day. Friends, many of us today will see ourselves in a, in a very profound way in the first reading that we had today, which follows Philip and his, and his travels. You might recall that Jesus told his friends after the resurrection and before the ascension, which is kind of the time that we're in right now. We've had the, we've had the resurrection we're observing the, the ascension coming up on, uh, on Thursday. And he tells them, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, and when you have received that promise and have been given power, then you will be my witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and the entire world. Well, Pentecost came, they received the promise, and they became, they became witnesses in exactly, in exactly that order. Did you see that? From Jerusalem to Judea, to Samaria, and then to the, to the rest of the world. It's almost like he knew what was going to happen. They began to spread in the wake of the persecution that broke out after St. Stephen was, was stoned. So we see Philip in Samaria today, uh, and something wonderful has happened in, in Samaria. The people have believed the people have heard, have heard him preach, and they've believed the gospel. Now, the people, uh, they began to, to receive and accept the gospel of Christ. Jesus was already known to some there in that part of the world, at least by reputation, uh, because of his travels, because of the travels of the apostles, and the, and, the witness of, and the witness of a woman. You remember the woman at the well? Come see this man who has told me everything I've ever done. She's from Samaria. So they, they, they kind of have an idea of, of, of who this Jesus is, but now they come to believe in the gospel and they're baptized. It's a beautiful thing. 
They believed just as the, just as the apostles believed. But our reading explains that the apostles sent Peter and John to them after the fact because they had experienced something that the Samaritan believers had not experienced. And what was that? Well, they had experienced this, this Pentecost, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That had not happened in Samaria yet. So they sent Peter and John to them uh, to, to give them the, this gift of the Holy Spirit. They, had, they, hadn't, they, were, they were not living in this encounter with the Holy Spirit that, that fills them and brings them into a dynamic relationship with God. But they're filled with the Spirit because of John and, and, uh, and Peter as the, as the church sent them there to give them this gift, to pass on this gift that they had received. The place where most of us are likely to see ourselves in, in this passage has to do with these Samaritan people who had been baptized but were not living in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, it was, wasn't part of their experience of faith that their faith was this, this dynamic and energizing and joyful and loving relationship with God. They were believers and they had been baptized, but it kind of stopped there. And friends, if we're honest with ourselves and if we're honest with God, uh, we would have to admit that our lives of faith, more often than not, are like the lives of the Samaritans and not like the lives of the apostles. Many of us are creatures of habits. We have good habits, mostly. But friends, we're operating on a grace sometimes that's 10 years old or 20 years old or 30 years old or more. When the Holy Spirit wants to pour out his grace to us now, today, this morning, not this afternoon, now. He wants to come to us now. We're like those who were baptized but didn't know about the promise of the Father. By the way, St. Paul finds another group of believers who were, who were uh, in, this, in this state a little bit later on in the book of Acts. They were, they were uh, they, believers in the baptism of John the Baptist. Lots of different groups out there that they encounter as they, uh, as they travel. Well, the good news today is that the, the, in the spiritual life, a promise remains a promise. The promise is still good. And what was promised to the apostles and fulfilled on the day of, of Pentecost, we're going to be celebrating this in just a couple of weeks. That promise is promised to you. It's promised to you as a beloved daughter of God, as a beloved son of God. Jesus said, unless you're born of water and the Spirit, you can't see the kingdom of God. Now, he's not speaking a word of judgment there. He's not condemning anybody. He's just, he's giving us a, a kind of the truth of, of the spiritual life. If you, if you don't have the eyes, you can't see. If you're sightless, you can't see. He's speaking a great spiritual truth. You can't see the kingdom of God without being given the sight to see it. And friends, our Lord really wants to give you that sight. He wants to give me that sight. He wants to give all of us this, this sight because he's very generous with his spirit. He's very generous with his grace. The gospel today, Jesus refers to the spirit as, as the advocate. I love that title of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who, who comes alongside to help. The advocate is the one who's on, who's on my side because our Lord is on our side and he wants to give us 
of his spirit and wants to give us freely and deeply of his, of his spirit. So Jesus and his, pos- and his apostles healed many who were, who were sightless throughout the, throughout the Gospels, and we run, into them, we run into them frequently. Well, we're meant to see ourselves in that. We're, we, we need the sight that he gives us. And most of us here today, most of us here today have been born of water. But most of us here today need to be born of the Spirit, and born of the Spirit every day. I do. Maybe you do too. Just like the Samaritans, we need to be born of the, born of the Spirit. I have to ask God every day to fill me with the Spirit, just as the apostles were, as the apostles were filled. And by the way, I was just, just in, in reading this, this, as it was read uh, uh, this morning, that the true, the true sign that all those people in Samaria became believers, there was great joy in the city. That's the sign of the Holy Spirit, is great joy. It's great joy because it can't really be imitated. Jesus said, the water that, that I give, and he told this to the woman from, from Samaria, the water that I give becomes a spring of water welling up to eternal life. He told others, he used the same illustration to other people. He said, the one who believes in me will have rivers of living water flowing from their inmost being. And he's drawing a, a kind of a, a contrast there. It's a, it's a river. The spiritual life is sort of like a river as opposed to, as opposed to a pond that may, that may take a long time to exchange water with the environment and it's kind of there by itself. No, he says his spiritual life, his life of the Spirit is one that is constantly flowing. St. Paul refers to, refers to this in, uh, um, in the book of Ephesians. He tells the Ephesians, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that, I mean, that, kind, that sounds kind of, it kind of it's, it sounds, that's the way that it sounds in, in English. But what, what's really being said is, be being filled with the Spirit. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a constant, it's a verb. Be being filled. Be always in this place where you are being filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, that's my prayer. That's my prayer. Keep me being filled with, with your Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes I pray when I'm uh, in those moments when I'm courageous. I have moments like that. Not, not many, but I have some. When I'm feeling rather courageous, I pray, Lord, give me your Spirit just like you gave your Spirit to them. Give me your Spirit just the way you gave it to them. It's like in, the, uh, like in that movie, that movie. I'll have what they're having. I ha- I'll have what they're having. Because I see that and I see the joy and I see, what the, I see the power. And I say, I, I, yes, Lord, fill me with that. Fill me with that. I want what they had. Friends, do you want what they had? You know, yesterday, Bishop Hennessy celebrated the Sacrament of Confirmation with us, and we had the, the image of the, the laying on of hands and the anointing uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that was, actually, that was seen in our midst. It was seen right there. It was a holy moment. It was a holy moment because it was like that first reading came to life. It's like what they did back then, uh, Bishop Hennessy, the successor to the apostles, continues that because God's promise continues, and it continues to be good. And they pray for the filling of the Spirit, and they receive the filling of the Spirit through the hands of the the successors of the apostles. 
and the work of Christ goes on and the Holy Spirit is, is poured out. So friends, the promise is still good. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We have Pentecost coming up in just a couple of weeks. Uh, let's begin to prepare ourselves, prepare our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit again, to receive him in power, to stand aside, to, to surrender to that Spirit, to that Holy Spirit that's being poured out, because God is still giving himself to his people. He's still giving himself to you and to me. It's time to, be, to pray to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen.